comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. For the week of December 5th, 2011, this is Half Hour Weekly. First up, the news, weather, and sports news you rely on. We keep it real, and finally, we discuss a bodily function enjoyed by most Americans and all Italians. All that and next on Half Hour Weekly. From the internet to your ear holes, this is Half Hour Weekly. With Bradley K. Milo, Frank A. Rincon, and William J. McGonnell. And now, here are your hosts, Bradley K. Milo, Frank A. Rincon, and William J. McGonnell. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Half Hour Weekly. Frank and Bill, good afternoon. Good Fred. afternoon. Good to see you guys. It's good to see you. It was a good start for the new uh, new show last week, don't you think? Yes, I think. Our new professional persona is working out well. Yeah, I like I it. I look forward to becoming more professional as we go along. Well... In keeping with that, let's start with the uh, professional news. The news. The news. The news. Dateline Saturday, December the 3rd. A teacher ruined Christmas for a class full of second graders when she told them that there is no Santa Claus during a lesson about the North Pole at their Rockland County, New York school. The evil educator even told the youngsters, mostly seven and eight-year-olds, that the presents under their trees were put out by their parents, not St. Nicholas. This stunning behavior caused a blizzard of outrage at the quiet George W. Miller Elementary School in Nanuet, New York, where angry parents would like to see the teacher roasted like a chestnut over an open fire. A nanny picking up the child at the school said that anyone who tells kids that Santa does not exist should get coal in their stocking. School officials would not discuss the Christmas incident or say if the teacher would face any discipline. Dateline November 18th. Welcoming the local authorities' move to the dark side, Darth Vader has asked for a land plot in the Ukrainian Black Sea port of Odessa to park his spaceship. An Odessite, dressed as the Star Wars villain, visited the mayor's office this week to claim a free land plot citing Ukrainian legislation which grants every citizen the right to own 1,000 square meters of land. I am Darth Vader, the right hand of Emperor Palpatine, the man introduced himself to amused policemen. Knowing that many local legislator deputies and the mayor have switched to the dark side, I have come for a land plot for my space cruiser. Officials accepted the man's application after he showed his passport and removed the black helmet equipped with a voice-distorting device. The application has been registered and will be considered, a spokeswoman for the mayor's office told Reuters. And now, it's time for the weather. Spring weather can change from calm to severe in an instant. Rely on the experience of the First Alert Storm Team, the most knowledgeable meteorologist, the most advanced forecasting tools, the most experienced meteorologists. Weather. It's like a grandmother's love, always there, no matter what. But like a grandfather's love, it can turn on you harshly and abruptly. Today's temperatures around the world vary from icebox cold to stovetop hot. For the current temperature, please consult a thermometer or ask any old person in your area. Today's weather trend to watch are tornadoes. Pointy, fast, and loud, they are destructive as a two-year-old hopped up on pixie sticks and Red Bull. Here's a list of things not to do if you see a tornado. One, run towards it. Two, stand still and gawk. Three, start making a souffle. Four, make future plans. And just like a teenage girl, tornadoes do not listen to reason, so do not try to engage it in conversation. Now, for sports. 
Williams Sports Explosion. Hey, welcome to the Sports Explosion for the week of December 4th, 2011. Norway's women won the Four Nation Handball Tournament on a home turf this weekend after defeating Sweden 32-18 on Sunday. Norway led 14-9 at halftime. Norway's goalkeeper Katrina Lunde Haraldsson put on a top performance with 62% saves, assisted by hard-working defense players. Germany came in second in the tournament, and looking at the calendar, I estimate it's been about 80 years since Germany came in second to Norway at anything. Sweden finished third, and Spain fourth. Sports Explosion! In the Pac-12, the nation congratulates UCLA for making it to the inaugural Pac-12 Conference Championship game. Said Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott of the Bruins' triumphant season, Of course, I acknowledge the disappointment over the fact that we have a 6-6 six six team that fired its coach this week. The Oregon Ducks edged UCLA 49-31. Sports Explosion! Your fantasy fix for Week 14, Round 1 of your fantasy playoffs. This may be the biggest weekend for sports fans as the Oklahoma Sooners won the national championship 10 years ago. Your bottom five quarterbacks. Mark Sanchez, Jets versus Kansas City. Number four, Dan Orlovsky, Indianapolis Colts at Baltimore. Number three, Blaine Gabbert, Jacksonville at home against Tampa Bay. Number two, TJ Yates, Texans at Cincinnati. And your worst quarterback in the league this week, Tavares Jackson, Seattle Seahawks versus St. Louis. Now, if any of these quarterbacks are starting for you, go ahead and forward the dues money to your commissioner because you have as good a shot of winning the title as the late Ted Kennedy has of inventing a floating car. That's your sports explosion for the week of December 4th, 2011. We'll be back after these messages. Did you know that if you search for HHW on YouTube, you get results for household hazardous waste? Search on Google and get Hip Hop Weekly Magazine and some lawyer firm. Wikipedia suggests HHW may refer to Henry Hughes Wilson, who is an Anglo-Irish field marshal serving as chief of the Imperial General Staff for Her Majesty's Army in the last year of the Great War. This is intolerable. We at Half Hour Weekly will not stand for this infringement on our right to leverage our call letters into a monetizable empire. If you have any idea how to help us with this, please write to or bill at halfhourweekly at gmail.com. Oh, and uh, please listen, too. Proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Love your frozen drinks, but tired of suffering from the unwanted condition known as brain freeze? Now there's Warm Your Lobes, a safe, proven, and effective treatment for this unsightly eyebrow-arching and temple-rubbing condition. Side effects of Warm Your Lobe may slash will include upside-down diarrhea, sloping back fat, tiny hand syndrome, female pattern yammering, social vomiting, the scoots, nighttime whistling, bacon hankering, and dramatic stool discoloration. Just take the seven pills two days before you plan to enjoy your icy beverage. No one should have to suffer brain freeze, especially you. Warmy Lobes is not recommended by doctors. Okay, guys, I think it's time to keep it real. What do you guys want to talk about today? Well, let's see. Brad, I think you have, uh, you went to discuss the uh, Muppet oh, movie. Who, who watched the Muppet show when we were kids? I oh, did. my goodness, yes. My favorite episode of that was the Steve Martin one. It's just oh. great. So, Harley and I uh, went to the movie the other night to see the Muppet show. I'm so jealous. The Muppet movie. It was like I was a kid again. My face hurt from smiling the entire time. It was very funny. Now, the voices aren't quite right. Really? You know, I mean, Frank Oz is still doing them, right? No, he, he passed on this movie. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm very serious, and I don't know why. But He hates he, Jason Siegel. Frank 
it, Jason Siegel made this movie happen. For, yes, it, is my understanding. Yes, and if I ever get to see him, he gets a man hug and a thank you. Much like Brad Pitt gets the uh, credit for Moneyball. <clears throat> oh, okay. I'm with you. I thought it was brilliant. It was fun. It was amazing. The only, if I wish something's different, I wished Fozzie Bear sounded a little more like Fozzie Bear in my head. You know? <laughs> Frank Oz did Fozzie Bear. He did um, Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy sounded pretty good. Uh, and the same guy did both okay. of these here. Kermit, you know, it sounded like Kermit, but it wasn't Jim Henson, Kermit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the Statler and Waldorf guys, mm-hmm. they sounded great. Um, I don't know if it was the same people that did that or not, but the music was great. You know, after the first musical number, Harley turned to me and she goes, that's my new favorite song. <laughs> nice. You know, uh, did you guys see any, any of the Muppet movies at all? Uh, yeah, I think I've seen all, but... Um... Didn't they do it? I saw Take the first Manhattan. one. I did not see Take Manhattan. I saw the first one countless times. Yeah. And I've tried to get the kids to watch uh, the uh, Muppets in Space, whichever movie that is. That that was the one where we find out what Gonzo, where Gonzo yeah. is yes. and stuff. Yes. That, that's got to be the weakest of all the Muppet movies. And what kills me is I, I kept seeing the promos for the Muppet movie, and uh, they kept having that one scene where they're on the red carpet and then a bunch of, uh, bunch of kids, uh, Shadow Kermit, Yo, are you a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? He says, <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Yes, I yeah, am. That was great. God, it I cracks mean, me up everybody every in the, single time. Everybody in the theater was our age. It was all adults oh, and even cool. older. Um, there were like 30-something girls that were having a girls' night out, and they were just cackling the whole mm-hmm. time. And I, I turned to Harley, and I, st- I started this sentence, and she finished it because she knew exactly what I was going to say. I said, you know what the sad part about this movie, or if we took our kids to see mm-hmm. this, and she goes, they wouldn't get it like we would. Yeah, they, you know, Allison, my twelve-year-old, might think it's cute and funny mm-hmm. and stuff, but they're they're not going to experience what I experienced. You know, they're not mm-hmm. gonna they're not gonna get it. They're not gonna go. Oh my gosh, I remember that guy, the the yeah. eight foot tall guy that you know. Mm-hmm. And no, I loved it when he used to go me 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 or whatever. Yes. You know, it was just it was. Look at Sam the Eagle. It was so much fun, and I if you ever watched the TV show and you liked it. I highly, highly recommend doing it. There were cameos, you know. Uh, Dave Grohl had a cameo in it. Beautiful. Let's just say he played some mean tambourine. I knew I liked that guy. <clears throat> yeah, and um, Jack Black was in it. Chris Cooper was the bad guy. Uh, and Chris Cooper raps in it, which is actually pretty funny. But it's <laughs> I, I highly recommend it for people our age who loved The Muppet Show. It was just, it was like going home again. It really was. And I was extremely pleased with it. I just you know, loved it. Going back to your comment about Jason Siegel making this happen, how do you mean? I, I wasn't aware of this. My understanding is that he he pushed for it. He was credited as producer, yeah. right? Um, I think he even wrote it or part of it or co wrote it. Wonderful. I okay. mean, it was his idea. He, he wanted this to happen so oh, much. Okay. So it was, and like I said, if I ever get to see him, I'm going to thank him. The, the first thing I'll thank him for is. Thank you for making the Muppet movie happen because cool. it was just it was so much fun. It really, really was. I highly recommend it. Well, um, earlier this week, uh, Fantastic Four six hundred came out, which uh, Brad, you did not read. I have not had a chance to read it, and no. Bill has it, but he hasn't read it yet. Uh, I've I've uh, I've read most of it. Um, I've, I think I've read the salient parts. If Jonathan Hickman hadn't given us those weird issues of FF, I think it was five and six or mm-hmm. six and seven. On the Black Bolt issues? Yeah, the Black Bolt stuff. I, it, it totally derailed me from, okay. from what I was reading, and I lost interest I, at that point. I had the massive arched eyebrow with those two issues, but I rode with them, and I was fine with it. 
I um I have to say I did enjoy uh the first two stories in this. I think it's four stories overall, just kind of broken up. The first one um kind of is the return of spoilers, Johnny Storm. Yeah, well we all uh, knew that was gonna yeah. happen. And uh and how it affects our world. Uh the second story takes place in what happened to Johnny while he was in the negative zone, which I found a much more interesting story, but at the same time it also was reminiscent of World War Hulk in that he's a forced gladiator. Oh, okay. And we've kind of seen that before, but it was done well. Yeah. Oh, uh, I have to say that first story, though, I was confused because I don't read Fantastic Four that much. So there were a lot of things happening in that first story yeah. that I was not sure of what was happening. That's what that's what Jordan from Jersey was saying. Yeah. So this he, wasn't if, he, if this, you haven't been reading it, you yeah. might be a little confused. Yeah, I was definitely confused in that first part. Second part of the story is pretty good. The other two stories, I don't even remember them. I uh, didn't find uh, the first two stories to be that overwhelming intellectually um I, I was able to pick it and and i have read uh everything since uh um millar and hitch started on it uh restarted Miller. the fantastic fours um renaissance if you will mm-hmm. and i really do think that millar and hitch started a renaissance that hickman when when millar left or miller sorry hey i'm gonna go with miller now okay when he left uh i really truly thought that um that the book was going to slide back down to mediocrity. Hickman, if anything, has taken it to a next level, and I find that amazing. Yeah, I read everything that that Hickman wrote, Fantastic Four wise, up until he started, you know, FF. And like I said, I read through episodes five and six, or issues five and six. I even read the Fantastic Four Dark Reign miniseries that he wrote first before okay. he jumped on the main book. Oh wow! And it was good. I liked it. You know, Interesting. So he's, I, he's been I've doing really good work on it. Now, what did you guys think of the uh, of the price point for those who bought it? This was a hundred page comic, and it was seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine dollars. Jim Dietz swears on his on his life that it's worth eight dollars. Okay, you know of the Legion of Dudes. Well, mm-hmm. just you just want to do some simple math. I mean, a, a twenty page comic costs you three bucks, so theoretically that should have cost you what fifteen? You know, well, how thirty. Many, how many pages is it? Well, 100. a twenty page comic these days is going for two ninety nine. So twenty page comic is three bucks. This is 100 pages, Divided so multiply eight. it by five. It's 12, 12 and a half cents a page. Okay. The point is that it's a very dense book, and I, I didn't even notice that there are ads in it. There probably are. I can't imagine there's not. But uh, as I read it, I don't remember flipping, okay, add, 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 okay, back to the story, add, 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 back to the story. Um, it, it flowed, and the art is just beautiful. And Frank is right. The, uh, the second segment uh, that shows uh, what Johnny Storm was doing in the negative zone um, was really interesting. But yeah. I'm just glad to have him back. And I'm really glad that the Marvel powers that be did not decide to try to make everybody think, wink, wink, that, oh, he's really dead this time. You know, they didn't try to pull over on us that, oh, man, this guy's dead. and We're going to have a funeral. Or we're going to spend a year mourning him and mm-hmm. stuff. And then. You know, oh, well, miraculously, he's going to come back when the sales dictate that he needs to come back. Uh, no, this is clearly part of an arc. And th- I think that's one reason why um, I was fairly shocked at issue 587. But I never saw it as an end point. And I think we all talked about that, that, you know, yeah, they, they I, never it, explicitly it was, said that Johnny Storm is dead, which gave us the impression that, you know, it made for some interesting storylines, but it was never it was never, you know, we were never white lied to. We were never fibbed to that. Oh, hey, he's dead, and well, now he's not. I, I think. So, I, I, glad. I, I think the uh, feeling on the street, and a lot of people felt this way, is that he was going to come back for six hundred. That was yeah. like people were just like, yeah, we said that a yeah, long time ago. I think, yeah. So it, it, it's no surprise he came back. Um, 
you know, if, and if you want to be technical, he did die in the negative zone. He died several times in the negative zone. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's extremely interesting how that yeah. all played out. I've uh, I need to go back and, and really pour through it one more time. There but, are ads in here, but they're it's not overpopulated with yeah. ads. It wouldn't. It certainly wouldn't make you go. Oh, what's I mean, with the ads for a comic book, that thing feels like a phone book. It's yeah, it's, it's pretty heavy. impressive. So and no, the, you can't get away with doing that every month. But oh, I was about a, to say, what if every two months for an anniversary issue, you're good. Now, well, are you talking about publishing it uh, uh, every two months to start with? Or you're yes. talking about having a special issue. It's a it it becomes a six month thing, but they're always a hundred pages. You mean instead of monthly books, yeah. you get a oh, no. twice uh, yearly book? Yeah. I wonder what the uh, uh, what the price is. Or no, twice monthly. So every two months you would get a comic book that size. I wonder, I wonder if, if that's doable. Compare because you know back in the seventies, one of my favorite things in the whole world were uh, uh, DC would do the one hundred page uh, comic books for sixty mm-hmm. cents back when I believe they were twenty five cents normally, and so you do that math. You know, you're looking at, at uh, oh, I don't, I, I'm doing this off the top of my head, 125 percent um, above the normal cover price. So what, 225 percent the cover price mm-hmm. for those issues? Which back in the 70s, 60 cents, man, you know, hey, I could buy a loaf of bread or I could get this comic book. You know, so I think the prices are, are reasonably in line there. Um, so no, asking for eight dollars, I mean, asking for eight dollars is a, it's a huge leap of faith by the publisher, but considering that comics are three and four bucks these days you buy a, a you know how much does your average bendis issue of avengers how many pages does that have because that's four dollars yeah the, and it's I mean, about we're, we're not talking it's not 30 no it's it's, it's 22 it's around 22 okay yeah so you're paying four bucks for a 22 page comic that uh, bendis fills full of uh, dialogue um, or you can buy a 100 page comic for twice that uh, which has about uh, 10 times the amount of storyline in it you know, I would I would love it if DC would do something to where they would, uh, you know, put together mm-hmm. all the Batman books. You get Batman, you get Batgirl, you yeah. get Robin. They bind them together into one comic book and sell it at seven bucks. I would buy that because oh. then you would get all the Bat Family. You could do that with Superman too, and you could yeah. do that with the uh, with lesser known heroes like the Blue Beetle and you'd save some shekels that way too. Oh, what are you yeah. talking about putting those like as um, uh, back uh, backstory? No, I, I'm I'm saying take take you know you can buy them separately or oh, okay. you can buy this three pack with ah. them all bounded like that. Interesting. You know, I never thought of it. I would do that. DC did do that kind of. Uh, I've got an issue uh, uh, when they relaunched the Outsiders six seven years ago, ish. Um, I was able to find a uh, an issue that was the first two of those issues put together mm-hmm. in a package, and I think I found it in a dollar bin at uh, uh, Keith's Comics. Uh, thank you, Keith. Um, and uh, that was really cool. Again, it's just kind of nice to hold a comic book that's so dang thick. I mean, it's, it literally feels heavy. Yeah. You know? And uh, these days, we certainly don't have that problem. And crazy me, I'm still buying the things. This literally is, like you said, twice the price of one yeah. issue of Avengers. It's amazing. Or, or new Avengers. Oh, yeah. And, and you get like five times the content yeah, almost. That, literally. That really makes me pause and think. About buying about buying the Avengers, buying the Avengers. Yeah, the way you know that's just wow. And I know we're almost out of time for this segment, but man, I went to um, I went to the LCS um, uh, last night, and we have got the greatest situation here uh, in Plano. I don't know how many people across the the nation get this, but our Madness Comics location stays open till midnight on Fridays, and it's primarily because it's uh, half game dungeon and half LCS. Um, but whatever the reason. 
I can go over there at 1145 on a Friday night and that son of a gun is open and it is busy and it is so cool to see, you know, life in, in a place like that. Um, but I ended up finding a, uh, uh, the recent, uh, relaunch of star Trek. Uh, this is the JJ Abrams version of star Trek, though they do reference, uh, stuff that happened to, uh, William Shatner's, uh, bunch, by the way, hmm. it's really interesting. Um, but the cover of issue three, um, says go boldly and listen to Starfleet, but it looks like a recruitment poster. Yeah, it's nice. The, the cover, all it has is the poster. It says nothing about, uh, prices or publisher or anything it's just the poster and i can't wait to put the son of a gun up on my wall i just i literally i bought this thing as a four dollar piece of art and you know i don't know that there's any one thing that that could save the comics industry as we know it you know and i'm not i'm not talking about digital here i'm talking about print but something like this would be a way to start that's I mean, very cool. making comics that are truly collector's items and truly artistic. I think it's a great idea. And uh, thank you, IDW, for uh, hooking us up with this. Who does I appreciate that? Who it. does the art on that? Um, I, uh, this cover was done by. Uh, uh, I want to Cor- read that series. Cornet and Milligan. I, I'm I totally want to read that series. It looks. I'm sorry, good. I'm not sure who does who does the cover. And it's um, cool. The the title and the publisher and the price and all that that's it's yeah. actually on the back side which is cool yeah they've got a uh, they've got a copy of it and and i'm sorry i cannot tell uh who does the cover it's not it's not listed on here no um, problem so uh you know my apologies there uh it is listed but uh i'm just it looks like uh Cornet and uh possibly milligan and i'm not familiar with those artists but they did a, a really cool job and um by the way the um uh, the ensign in red on the cover. Um, I hope she doesn't die anytime soon. True that. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll be back for more after this. Hey, you know what I like to do on Fridays? I don't know, Aaron. What do you like to do on Fridays? I like to go see movies. You know what I like to do on Sundays? What do you like to do on Sundays, Aaron? I like to record my show out now with Aaron and Abe with you, Abe. Wow, that's great. I do the same thing. Except on Fridays, I also eat dinner. Wow. That's great. I love eating dinner, but I like movies more. That's why I talk about it on a podcast. Do you also like trailers? I do like trailers, and I like box office results, older movies, and games. That's why you can see all of this stuff out now with Aaron and Abe. Jeepers, mister! We at Half Hour Weekly have a lot of concerns. One of them is the future we're leaving our children. One of them is marketing. How do we gain greater brand awareness to really monetize the podcast? As we all agree that being stinking rich is our brass ring. That's where you come in. Tell a friend about Half Hour Weekly, of course. But more importantly, tell a stranger about Half Hour Weekly. Yes, it's your volunteer efforts that will propel us straight to our brass ring and initial public offering. So next time you see someone you've never met, approach them briskly and with purpose and tell them all about Half Hour Weekly. A proud part of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Welcome back to Half Hour Weekly. Now we'd like to discuss something that affects all Americans every day, and sometimes more than once a day. Flatulence. Flatulence. It's part of our life. You know, it's something we have to deal with. Yes. Flatulence, for those of you that don't know, is the expulsion through the rectum of a mixture of gases that are the byproducts of the digestion process of mammals and other animals. Uh, The medical term for the mixture of gases is flatus, informally known as fart. The common man, such as those of us in this room, and I'd say 90-95% of our listeners, we don't say Frank's got a bad case Mm -hmm. of flatulence. We say 
Frank's got the farts. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's part of our lives. So we thought we'd, we'd examine it a little bit. Right. Fart, as I've said, is an English language vulgarism most commonly used in reference to flatulence, but there are other uses for the word fart. It can be used as a noun or a verb. Uh, sometimes, you know, you call the old people old farts or we have a brain fart. So, you know, fart, it's a common thing in our life. And, uh, you know, sometimes a fart is an irritating or a foolish person. You know, it's a non-specific derogatory epithet. You know, we just use it that way sometimes. Right. And it does go by, by many other terms besides fart, Brad. It's known as a hisser, an air biscuit, thunder in the buns, anal oxide, moonbeams, backdoor trumpet, bottom burp, butt bark, essence of the anus, Japanese barking beetles, wind beneath the cheeks, crack the ripper, talking pants, and bung blast. Sure, there's there's lots of terms for it, but there are different things that, that make up a fart, right, Bill? Yes. To understand what a fart is, um, oftentimes you need to go back and find out what a fart was. Back in history, breaking wind, much like belching, was considered by Arab and Hindus as an act of purification for the act sought to drive out all evil spirits from the body. Given the name Zerte, a loud discharge was a highly civil and proper act in the company of others, but insidious Fezway, with stench, was regarded as an insult. And many an Arab died because of it, especially when invented in the presence of royalty. So you got to watch where you are. You know, it's, uh, it's not just that you're doing it. You need to know who's around you and who's going to mind. Now, the reason some people mind is uh, primarily because of the components of my favorite form of this uh, term, flatus. Let's, let's face it. Farts are not pretty. No, but, but farts they are, are funny. Hilarious. They are funny, funny, funny. And uh, if you have grown to the point where you don't appreciate farts and you don't find them very amusing, well, I feel sorry for you. Thank you. That is comedy. Most people know that uh, farts uh, do have oxygen in them because most things do. But do you know what the percentage of uh, the flattest components are? The vast majority of your flatus would be nitrogen, um, ranging between 20 to 90%. I know that's a wide berth there. Hydrogen, 0 to 50%. Carbon dioxide could be mixed in there at 10 to 30% ratio. Oxygen, 0 to 10%. The bell of this ball, the star of this show, methane, at 0 to 10%, which just goes to prove that small things can have large impacts. Yes, it's like, it's usually, I believe it's the methane that provides the odor. Yes. Of it. Well, and you might ask, where does fart gas come from, Frank? Mm-hmm. Or Brad. I'm not trying to single any of the Actually, guys Actually, Brad out. and I were having we were, a discussion mm-hmm. the other day just about this topic. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we were texting. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, um, it comes from this gas that you find in your intestines that you want to open the barn door and relieve. Um, no, comes please, from several don't, sources. Don't, don't, don't be vulgar, please. Very professional show. This was shocking to me. It can come from air we swallow. That huh. can turn into flatus. Gas seeping into our intestines from our bloodstream. Yeah, blood fart. I, I don't like that, you know? I hate that term. And, of course, gas produced by chemical reactions or by bacteria living in our guts. Yuck. 
You know, I do have a short list here of people who deal with farts on a daily basis. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. Short list of people who fart. And this doesn't include everyone, of Just course, a small sampling. Yeah, it's a small sampling. Lawyers. Okay. Stupid. Australians. Cosmonauts. And women named Sarah. I mean, there's many more, but that's just an example of people who, who do fart. I knew a girl named Sarah, and she fit right in that category. She did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Which, which just proves that my facts are... See, right. I didn't... I, I was under the impression, the very distinct impression, that girls don't do that. Hmm. I knew an observant old codger mm-hmm. named Bowder. Yes. He said, now between bean soup and chowder, you'll find, my good friend, the bean soup in the end will prove to be several times louder. Yes. Mm. Yes. Truer words, Brad. Truer you know, words. We were talking about where farts come from. Have you often wondered where farts go? Ooh. I think we've been given the answer. And oddly enough, it's been around since 1980. Really? Yeah. Steve Martin answered this question back in 1980. <sighs> Thank you, Steve. And I just have a little a little clip. Let me just play this real really quickly. Do you ever wonder where all the farts go? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you. They go up into the atmosphere and they form the fart zone. It's right above the ozone layer. And this is why we have to protect the ozone layer. See, if anything happens to the ozone, then the farts fall back to Earth. And not under original owners. <laughs> How true. Powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Very powerful, powerful. stuff. Yes. Public service announcement from yeah. Steve Martin. You know, you may think it's bad enough that, uh, that farts come out of your butt. But be glad that your rear is on the other end of your body from your oh. nose. Otherwise, Whoa. it could be worse. Now, if you were a, uh, the living creature on this planet uh, classified as a crinoid, you would be in deep trouble... Because the crinoid, a marine creature, has a U-shaped gut, and its anus is located next to its mouth. Hmm. That seems like a very unfortunate design. Yes. I, I would not want to be a crinoid. I guess we're lucky. You know, we, yeah. This is something we have to deal with. And uh, I think it's uh, about time that somebody discussed it calmly, mm-hmm. maturely. Rationally. Rationally. And, and without giggles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And informally, too. <laughs> right. You know. Pardon me. Yeah. Okay. This oh, has been a good show. Window. This has been a very good professional mm-hmm. show. This show it's has felt show. extremely professional, and I'm yeah. glad to be a part of it, gentlemen. Yeah, it's kind of stressful though doing this show. You there, know, there's a lot, there's a lot of um, bits we have to put together. It's a lot it's of work. Just, yeah, it's, it's a uh, lot of work, but it's you know, a, it's a hell of a lot of work. You know, but but we care about the listener, and we yes. care about uh, the quality of this uh, program. We care about this network that we're a part of. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the other guys have really stepped up their game on their shows, and uh, hmm. and we just thought it was about time. I hadn't noticed. Yeah? Well, maybe you haven't been listening, but... Uh, That's on you me. Know, that, na- that sound there means we have 30 seconds to talk. Okay. So, Well, guys, I want to thank all of you for, uh, for being here today, and I hope you, the listener, enjoyed everything we talked about today and the new format for Half Hour Weekly. Yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying it. I like... Uh, I like this new endeavor, even though, you know, it's kind of difficult, but whatever. 
I appreciate, gentlemen, the level of professionalism that you have imbued this show with. I have tried my best to keep up. Thank you for listening to Half Hour Weekly, the weekly podcast airing weekly on the HHWLOD Podcast Network. Send questions, complaints, comments, criticisms, or complaints to halfhourwasted at gmail.com or call 972-798-3830. Follow us on Twitter at Half Hour Wasted. Hashtag, see you next week. Hashtag, on Half Hour Weekly. All right, so to finish my thought. No. <laughs>